okay, we're good. We're happy, we're cheery, and we're here. And it's great to be here. And you look great. You look as great as you feel. Which is pretty great. God damn, it's the Doom to Fail podcast. <laughs> My name is Tim Dobbs. With me, as ever, through the internet, it's the lady with the whitest of the Apple-branded earbuds, Catherine Kogart. Thank you. Thank you. These are Asylum White. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're meant to evoke peace and calm and uh, <laughs> a sense of uh, detachedness from the earth. Well, yes. you know, I was fighting between eggshell and... Uh, Baby snow. Baby snow white. <laughs> Wait, those are two different things. I mean, baby snow, baby snow white. I... <laughs> Muppet babies. That's Now there's a color. It's kind of like there every color and it's made of felt. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, so I was debating between those two totally existing shades of Apple headphones. And I decided to go with Asylum. Thanks to the genius I was talking to. Yeah. Was he in a straitjacket? Because he might have been a mad genius. <laughs> uh, no, but he did have a pet that seemed like it was made out of an amalgam of other creatures. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. Go figure. Yeah. Well, mm. well, well, better not dig into that anymore. <laughs> so uh, we, we have a topic. This very show, this very episode comes with its very own topic. It's packaged. It's one of those package deals. No extra charge. Totally free. Admittedly, we have up to the price of the podcast itself by 50% just to handle overhead costs and such. But I, I think the consumers appreciate it. The topic that comes with this show is the harvest season. It's about that time, isn't it? It is just about that time. We're getting there. Have you been to a farmer's market lately? No. When was the last time I was at a farmer's market? I don't know. Farmer's markets here in San Francisco are... Iffy at best, in my opinion. Are you serious? The food's great and everything. A little too expensive. Why is it so expensive? Oh, yeah. Super expensive. That's dumb. You're cutting out the middleman, right? Oh, my gosh. Uh, fix it, Catherine. Fix it. Not fix my it. problem. <laughs> I'm asking you nicely. Oh, okay. Then I'll fix it. Well, okay. I think uh, they're, first of all, they have less of an economy of scale. Mm, yeah, okay. That's true. And uh, they are also working with higher overhead because a lot of them are farming organic. Mm, yeah, don't bother farming organic. I'm cool with not. That's fine. Well, on your account. I mean, you can bother with it, and that's a totally legitimate thing to do, but not on Tim's account. Is that what you're yes, trying to yes, say? Yes, that's what I'm trying to okay. say. I mean, whatever. I think maybe I could like pay them half the price and then also hand them a little bit of nitrogen-based fertilizer. <laughs> Please, enjoy the spoils of the Haber-Bosch process. <laughs> On me. On me. This is for you. A chemical engineer. <laughs> Your degree comes with a little mini Haberbosch set. <laughs> oh, man, I would kill for one of those. <laughs> right? But if, if listeners don't know, the Haber-Bosch process is what produces, like, the vast majority of chemical fertilizer. And basically, it's this crazy thing where it uses high pressure and high heat to uh, turn the nitrogen in the air into nitrogen that plants can use to grow. Right. Yeah. yeah. How does, where does the H come from? Does it come from water? Um, 
Maybe at some point. I think they just have, you know, hydrogen tanks that they push mm-hmm. in. So they buy hydrogen gas okay. from somebody else. So it's high temperature, high pressure nitrogen gas and high temperature, high pressure uh, hydrogen gas and mixes them together and boom. Yeah. When they push it over a catalyst that glows. I'm told Does that really if you glow? go to, if you, yeah, if you go to a, a Haber-Bosch plant, I'm told that um, because it's pushing, uh, it, it takes something up to really high pressure. So it's a, it's almost like you picture a funnel, like mm-hmm. it's pressurizing as it goes. And so it, the uh, bottleneck where the high pressure reaction actually happens, they have like a little window over it and you can see the glowing iron catalyst. Oh, there's some black body radiation. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost definitely radiation. That's also why all our superpowers come from plants in Iowa. Oh, and spiders. Spiders. Who eat plants in Iowa. Exactly. Where do you think it's all? It's all interconnected. It's an <laughs> ecosystem. You sound like a crazy man with a bunch of yarn connected to photographs and newspaper clippings. That's been my dream for much of my life. <laughs> I just can't afford the yarn. You've got the maps. <laughs> <laughs> I do have the maps, yeah. No, but I would love a little mini Haber-Bosch process. Like, oh man, that would be so cool if I could just have a little thing just dripping out ammonia. <laughs> I don't know. Well, maybe if you're very good this year, Santa will get you a little mi- a little mini Haber-Bosch process. What a, what a conversation piece, Catherine. It would be like a ship in a bottle, except that you built an entire process plant, like, just for your mantle. Oh, that is a really cool idea. Yeah, it'd be super cute. You could get some microfluidics going. <laughs> Yeah, lab on a chip, you know, and then I can, when when I decide that it's no longer a great conversation piece because everyone's already seen it who comes to my parties, I'll just sell it to some uh, government organization for $10 million. (laughs) Oh, by the way, I solved a bunch of your microfluidics problems. Here you go. (laughs) It was like 10 years ago, but I mean, all my guests are sick of it, so. Yeah. I have this new fusion mantelpiece that people are really into. (laughs) (laughs) It's so cold. But are you so, so your, um, what is your feeling on organic food? Because I often, I often really legitimately do feel like, okay, this doesn't need to be organic or not organic. It's like the, the process to make this food does not involve a ton of chemical fertilizer or anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, okay. No matter what I say, my mom is going to call me in three weeks and be like, I listened to your show and I just want you to know <laughs> organic you know, food is really we'll important, but okay. you should, you should give your opinion and we'll bleep the whole thing. <laughs> And then uh, we'll just move on. We'll move on. It's fine. <laughs> no, I'm ready. I'm ready to tell, tell the world how I really feel. All right. Lock and load, everyone. Here we go. Okay. I, I do think whenever you're finished. <laughs> it's a warm-up sound. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah. I had fun with it. Uh, okay. So I do think that organic food probably is better for you. Um, and I think that you have to do a cost-benefit analysis on yourself and the rest of the way that you live your life, because I don't think it's better for you than eating correctly and exercising regularly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, organic Cheetos aren't the answer. No, 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 no. So I think you have to do a cost-benefit analysis of, like, how well do you already treat your body? And then you weigh that against, like, okay, how much money are you actually willing to spend on your health? How much do Quick you question. personally care about your health? I have an aside. Are, are, are yeah. we talking about how I treat my body as far as nutrition or just like, do I emotionally abuse my body? Because like, oh boy. <laughs> just, just nutrition. 
Okay. So when I when I wake up in the morning and yell at myself for oh, well, for I all mean, my various yeah, shortcomings, you should actually probably take that into account. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? I think it's fine. I think it's fine. I shouldn't have brought it up. I let's just let's... anything that I think could shorten your lifespan because that's what we're talking about here, right? Shouting is good for you. It's good for your lung muscles. How important... I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Uh, I guess how important is living a long and healthy life with, in comparison to everything else that you want to accomplish with your life? Uh, mm. And I think for some people that cost-benefit analysis works out that organic food actually isn't that smart of a decision for you, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because if what you want to do with your life is, uh, for example, make millions and millions and millions of dollars, then, like, I don't know, Maybe living until you're 90 isn't the best way to do that, because if you're focused on that, then maybe you'll have already done it by the time you're 40. So, like, what's living an extra 50 years for? You know, it seems unlikely that a lot of millionaires, like, hit that peak at age 90. It's possible, but it just seems like, you know what, they're probably not, like, 89 going, like... That's it. That's the idea. Or, or they've had a geometric growth rate in their in their money, and so it's like they've been at like nine hundred ninety thousand for the past year, and they're like, yeah. oh, I'm gonna get the whole last ten thousand. Yeah, I, I'm just yeah. saying. I think we should give everybody the right to decide how healthy they want to be. I think that's oh, part of the awesome thing about being an American is we get to ma- let people decide. Mm, well, not if I had anything to say about it. <laughs> what would you say about it, Tim? Uh, well, I would, I would actually uh, wish that they would all sort of replace most of their body parts with bionic robot arms and legs. Oh, well, yeah, and I then, think we could all agree on that. Yeah, and then we'll just solar power everybody. It'll be fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking the long view. I think we'll all become th- uh, energy balls way, way, way before any of this matters. <laughs> Uploaded to all the right. internet. Well, I need to take some time to go do my daily thinking real hard about becoming an energy ball. And as, as do you, because this is how we will achieve this. So uh, uh, we'll be right back as we can do that on the Doom to Fail podcast. And we are back on the Doom to Fail podcast talking about the harvest season. Catherine, I have a joke for you that you perhaps have heard. I've seen this two or three times okay. via my, okay. uh, my social media presence. Um, and the joke is, uh, what happens if you say pumpkin spice latte in the mirror three times? Uh, the Charlie Brown great pumpkin appears. <laughs> Not bad. Uh, the answer is, survey says, um, a girl in yoga pants appears and tells you how much she loves autumn. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> yeah, seems about right. I'm, I'm starting to wonder, now, now that I live in California, where there is no discernible autumn versus winter or spring or whatever, I'm starting to wonder how much of my seasonal awareness is just due to new brands coming out. Uh... Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Is it peppermint mocha time already? (laughs) Yeah, you go into the grocery store, you see some candy. Wow, fall's really right around the corner, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) 
I just I just love the colors of the various wrappers of candy and fall. Just it's the so way nice. the colors of candy wrappers change is just so beautiful. Yeah, going from yellows and greens of summer to the oranges and browns of fall. <laughs> the Reese's color motif, if you will. I will. I will, sir. Good. Great. Boy, Reese's, that's just the perfect Halloween candy, isn't it? Because it's oh already, they didn't have to change the packaging. No. It's already the right color exactly. for Halloween. Exactly. Exactly. Actually, I think that's a struggle that Reese's has because they're like, okay, we're already ready for Halloween. So we don't have any special sort of Halloween flair to, to like discern us from other types of candy. You know what I mean? Mm. Like yeah, M&M's, they have their Halloween colored candies, which I right. love and get a package of every year. Oh, you're, uh, you're of the... <laughs> You're of the opinion that the colors taste different. No, not at all. I, uh, so my favorite colors are green and orange, and I eat all of the ones that aren't uh, green or orange, and then I make patterns. <laughs> <laughs> like an autistic person. Yeah. Well, you know, they have to keep busy as well. <laughs> In these fall months. Yeah. What are your uh, what are your various uh, compulsions for the other months? Like, how do you handle that? Or do you just like save it all up for no? It's all for Halloween time. It's all just in this one part of the year. I just I really like the shade of orange and green that they have. Oh, this is you, not helping my case. You just like make patterns and go ooh ooh oh yeah, and ooh. I, then I take pictures of them and I keep them. <laughs> As your mom strokes your hair. <laughs> uh, yeah, <Ooh. laughs> everything I described is 100% real. Oh, God. <laughs> well, so you're looking forward for this, this, this new harvest season coming up. I always or am. Or are you like battering down the hatches and telling your work that you won't be in for three weeks? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Hang on, I have to go through the ritual. Um, What do you do? <laughs> For the harvest season? <laughs> for the for the harvest season. Maybe some warm apple cider. Mm, yum. I love Maybe apple cider. To, yeah. like, you know, sometimes That's you get a pumpkin, you, you carve that up. <laughs> I think my, my compulsions are sort of spread evenly around the year. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. It's, I don't block out three weeks. I, I don't think that's... I think it's a solid plan, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's very healthy. It's a really healthy approach to holiday compulsions. Yeah. Um, uh, you've, you've got your Thanksgiving compulsion where you just cook mashed potatoes for two or three days straight and stuffing. Yeah. It'd be weird if you didn't make stuffing. Oh, yeah. What do you put in your stuffing? Mm, stuff. Legos. Um, acorns. Like candy Legos? Gears and cogs. Gears and yeah, cogs. Yeah. Everything left over from Halloween goes into the stuffing. <laughs> Ugh, what are we going to do with the stale candy? It's nearly a month old. Oh, Ooh. my God. Well, I mean, it is mostly sugar, so it doesn't really go bad. <laughs> you could make a, maybe a fine cranberry sauce alternative out of it. Oh, that's true. You totally could. Add a Starburst. Yeah, exactly. Starburst brand cranberry sauce. Mm. Taste, the, taste the cranberry rainbow. Wait, that's Skittles. Excuse me. Oh my god, I cannot believe we misrepresented a brand here. <laughs> <sighs> Alright, I'll get all my paperwork ready. We pride ourselves on our brand representation here on the Doom to Fail podcast. Exactly, that's why we get paid so much to do this show. Exactly. That's why I'm because here. Because we, we're professionals. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
So no, I I poof. I don't know. I feel like all my fall things are gone. They've gone and left me now that I'm no longer either living in a place with foliage or in school. You know? Yeah. No, I, yeah, I know what you mean. Um Yeah, pine tree. We have a lot of pine trees, so I guess we <laughs> I just really love how you stared out the window for like a full three seconds there to figure out like what the difference would be. <laughs> well, and also I thought maybe you were just sort of like, you know, staring into the future. I was a little bit. Yeah. Well, because I was trying to figure out what would happen to all the trees that were outside my window and they're mostly pine trees. I guess there's some deciduous in there. Well, that's I mean, you're, you, it is the evergreen state. It is by its nature anti anti harvest. Anti not green. Anti not green. Exactly. <laughs> I think that is the state slogan, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Anti not green. <laughs> Extremely it's, progressive. Anti not green. Right. Wait. Yeah. 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 Green. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> no, we're not necessarily green. We're just anti not green. Right, right. Yeah, you just don't want everyone making a big fuss about the not green. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody cool it. That's somewhere in the state constitution. Ah. Boy, these fall colors really take it out of you, don't they? So tired. Just, <laughs> boy, you know, as the days get shorter and the colors get way more in my face, I just want to <laughs> tell them, like, listen... Everybody don't, cool uh, out. I'm anti-not green. Don't bring your <laughs> not green in here. Yeah. That's, that's my opinion. That was the whole point of our state constitution, was to get rid of fall. It didn't work. <laughs> you know, that's a, that's a tough one to fight. That's like fighting the war on terrorism or something, you know? Yeah. It's very much like the war on terrorism. There's <laughs> a lot of parallels. We here in Washington State are officially declaring a global war on not green. Anti-not green. Wait, no, we wouldn't declare a war on it. We would declare, wait, wait. oh, you're totally right. You were right. Yeah, I was wrong. And I acknowledge that. And I really hope we can move on. Um, no, I don't think so. Let's talk about it for a long, <laughs> long time. After these short messages? Sure thing. Oh, yes, we are back on the Doom to Fail podcast talking about the harvest. I just thought of something else with regards to the harvest that we really need to discuss. Go ahead. Have you seen Orange is the New Black? Oh, my gosh. I don't really. What, is the harvest just we meant we meant to say the color orange and then. <laughs> no, I haven't seen the show. Yes, I understand. I should see it. But ugh, I just. Binge watching is totally like a frustrating concept to me. Is it really? And I'm very, I'm very tired of them selling themselves as like, did you know you can binge watch stuff now? It's like, I, yeah, that's always been available to me. I don't like the idea. I find it completely overwhelming. It hasn't always been the idea. Like, it hasn't always been available to you, actually. Listen, since like the year 2000, I've been able to get pretty much any TV I really wanted any way I wanted, you know? Okay, yeah. I don't, I don't enjoy the process. 
and the fact that the fact that television shows are being released that way and suddenly I have I have 10 hours I need to watch instead of just like getting on the train being like oh yeah I could pick this up now all suddenly it's like you're already behind Tim <laughs> <laughs> uh, you clearly just don't watch enough TV I mean that's that's the problem here I don't see how I would fit my, my, what, like, 160 hours of podcast listening in if I watch TV. Uh, yeah, I think there's your problem. Way too much of your media is free. And I would get so much fewer dishes done. Um, really? Well, yeah, what do you do when you listen to podcasts? Uh, Fold laundry, do dishes, do commutes. Oh, commuting, commuting. But I don't listen to 160 hours of podcasts a week. I sincerely hope I don't listen to that much. It's possible, but I don't think so. I don't think you do either. That's like all, every waking hour. Uh, it's every hour, isn't there? Aren't there like 172 hours in a week? Oh my God. Or something like that? Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. But no, it depends because, because I listen to many of them sped up. Perhaps that is why. Okay, yeah. Which is weird to me. It's still like a crazy person thing that I think that you do. That's like... <laughs> That's like my M&M situation. Okay, there, there it is. I distribute it through the year. <laughs> through the year, I listen to... It's not all podcasts. Podcasts that are very ambient or depend on the rhythms a lot. Obviously, I, the experience comes with the timing. But something where it's just like two people talking very slowly. That's got to go faster. Come on, guys. I'm busy. Weird. Well, uh, no. Uh, I don't know. I don't even want to get into that. I just, I can't. Then let us talk about it. No more. What's so great about Orange is the New Black? Uh, mostly I just wanted to bring up that the colors were very fall-themed. And it was weird that they released it in summer when the colors are just so fall-themed. Yeah, and it is odd because you don't think about being in prison in the summer. You think no. about that in the winter. Yes. It's a winter thought. Absolutely. Hopefully that's when they release season two. Because they don't have to be on anybody's schedule but their own now. Yeah, they're so, they're so crazy and out there. So much Netflix hate in this podcast. I just, oh, no, it's not Netflix's fault. It's just like, the, no, the, it's not. I, I seriously do feel stressed. I feel stressed that there is suddenly 10 or 15 hours of a program that I need to watch. You'll get used to it. No, I don't like it. I'll just never do it. I'm just, it, it's the same thing for everything. I just, the, the task gets so big that I simply do not do it. I think this is the same reason you don't listen to back episodes of podcasts. Yeah, roughly, yeah. Yeah. I like everything being live. Play more keyboard cat. Do 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 do. Well, this has been the most solid episode of Doom to Fail ever and forever. Have you ever taken a hayride? Yes, when I was very little. They're so scary. Are they scary? Oh, the scary Halloween ones. They're so scary. Oh yeah, the the Halloween ones. Oh, in the dead of night, and then they just hire kids to scare the shit out of you. That was a uh, that was an ongoing thing at Riverside Park, where uh, near where I grew up, and where it would just be like they called it Fright Fest, and the commercial started about halfway through September, and the haunted hayride was the sort of crowning pinnacle of it, where people would jump on with like fake chainsaws. Whoa! I could see that being pretty scary. Yeah. I think it's way scarier than the haunted house where you feel the the peeled grapes and they say that they're eyeballs. Is that? A, I mean, that's like someone's garage, right? Yeah, that's not that's like a real like, business. Yeah. yeah. The haunted hayride is far scarier.
Mm. Much jumpier. Yeah. Well. Well. So. Hey. Uh, hay rides, scary. scary. Totally agree. Uh, haunted houses, not so much. It's all about them being able to jump out and scare you, I think. Orange is the new black, not really scary at all. Yeah. No, it, it seems. Well, I'm a little scared. I think uh, I'm at the very least anxious. Is it because you're afraid of women? <laughs> um, yeah, they're so pretty. I just can't. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's a little too much for me. Uh, I'm going to go do math. Okay. <laughs> well, now that we have our projects for the week, I'm just, I'm just going to do long division all week. <laughs> In the meantime, that's Catherine Gogan over there. Tim Dobbs over here. Bye. She sees Bye. what she wants to see.